ha 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 ha. This is a cool concept podcast. I go by the name of Haku, hashtag Poetical Justice League. And now I'm an MC and an anime enthusiast. So greetings to all my cosplayers, blurds, nerds, artists, gamers, and anime lovers. Today we're going to talk about Demon Slayer. This is Anime Talks. Let's talk. So that song was from Lisa and I think the song is actually called Demon Slayer but it's also been referred to as Gurenje 2020 so if that helps you in order to find it because I think this is such a dope song it's got so much emotion to it especially when she hits them high notes goosebumps um I got a great guest on for you today he goes by the name of D-Town his Instagram is also anime and hip-hop vibes and it was an absolute pleasure to talk to him it was a it was like a half hour conversation and I remember saying in some of my previous podcasts that, oh, one day I'll get to about 20, 30 minutes. And that felt like a push. But when there's someone to interact with and they give as much as they get in back, like the time just flies. I also definitely would say to you that you need to go check out his music because after our conversation, even though it was mainly... Um, it was mainly anime inspired. Uh, we, we spoke a little bit, we touched briefly on the hip hop, but once we got once we got off the, the conversation, I went and straight checked out his Spotify and lyrically and aesthetically in the hooks and everything, his music is absolutely dope. So I would definitely endorse that and tell you to go check that out. So yeah, without further ado, let's get into the podcast. We talking Demon Slayer. Let's go, let's talk. Hello. Hey, what's poppin', man? How's it going? Good, man. What's good? Can you hear me? Everything sound clear? Sound good? Yeah, everything sound clear, man. You know me, man. Same page. We're on the same page, same book, same chapter. You know, same <laughs> shit. Toilet bigger pile, man. You know, we out here, man. <laughs> love it, love it, love it. So, obviously, like, you got the Instagram page. I want to talk a bit about you first before we jump into the main topic today, which is obviously Demon Slayer. Let's yeah. talk about it. Oh, no. 
Uh, so straight. So obviously you got the Instagram page um, called Hip Hop and Anime Vibes. And yes. For real, that is like one of the dopest blurred platforms at the moment online, uh, especially on Instagram. Like I'm a massive IG head, and I'm forever searching for it and stuff like that. And um, I know you got well, which also is intertwined with the Instagram. Is that right? Yep, that's correct. And I see as well, you got about 30, 39k followers, which one of them I was gassed about is Biz Media, which is obviously like one of the one of the, the cousins or father of the actual anime being put out there into the world, which I think is absolutely dope. Like, yeah, man. <laughs> Shout outs to Viz, man. They, um, Shout out to Viz Media, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Not only thank you for um, following me, but they sent me some, uh, they sent me a Junie Tyson book a while back, man, the, uh, the light novel. So, I, I appreciate it. Okay. For real, for real. Shout out to Viz Media. Uh, the blue ticks, you got blue ticks up in there following you. That's always got to be a good sign, bro. Yeah, <laughs> man. We doing something. Right? <laughs> you doing something, right? Um, so, what made you start the page? Well, I started the page because I fell in love with hip hop and anime like real young. You know, I'm also a rapper as well, a hip hop artist. And what I would do is on Saturday nights when like my friends were out like kicking it and stuff like that while I was in high school. I would sit up in my room and I would write songs with the anime on mute in the background and then Samurai. <laughs> and then, cause it kind of like inspired me, you know, and then Samurai Champloo dropped. And then I heard what Nujibis was doing, which was really similar to what was, what Dilla was doing at the time. And I was like, I get it now. This is how you merge those two things. So when I started the page, I started it trying to figure out how to kind of like merge like hip hop and anime together. And then, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then I stumbled upon like really dope black creatives like drawing in a style that I really liked. And then I came across like really dope black cosplayers and I stumbled across like the black nerd community. So I've been invested in about for about like maybe four years going on five years just working with different creatives, finding different things, curating different content, and of course, developing the uh, platform for the podcast as well. Yeah, for real, because I found you, I think I found you about a year and a half ago, and I'm amazed at, like, how you, um, I need to ask you, how do you even source your content? How do you stay so, like, active and finding so many new and different artists? It seems like weekly, on a weekly basis. Yeah um you know it's really the explorer tab you know what i mean but um mm -hmm. you know and just combing through the hashtags as well to find something really dope that the people would like to kind of signal boost it and um i'm just gonna take a step back here in this interview real quick because i feel like i'm giving you everything but I, the, uh, okay you know, <laughs> i want to keep it going but i didn't even get to do my intro i didn't get to do my aka so um you do aka as well bro go ahead yo, <laughs> yo ladies and gentlemen it's your boy d-town aka hip-hop and anime vibes aka mew tupac shakur aka Kotsky baku glow aka facts a million pegasus aka sailor goon and y'all already know what time it is when we show up man what's good <laughs> Hey, yo, I love all of that. I'm, I'm, I'm going to edit that and move that to the front. Like, <laughs> <laughs> because this is only, this is my fourth 
my fourth podcast because like I'm, I'm also a rap artist and a, and a drawer anime drawer as well so I got contacted by a cool concept and they were like yo we want someone to talk about anime and stuff like that so I'm still like a, a, a fish out of water on this scene so it's good to actually talk to someone that does this on a regular basis and feel your energy like I can feel the energy and that's the type of vibe that I want to give as well you know so that's dope. That's I respect dope. it, man. I respect it, man. I, it's ha- I'm, I, it feels good to be on here with a fellow artist as well. You know what I mean? So, you know, I know we, I know we got. It's all good vibes, man. It's all positive vibes for real, for real, for real. So yeah, we we, we can get into it. We get, let's talk about Demon Slayer. Um, what year? What year did you start watching it? Because I know it came out in, I think, two thousand and six. I think it's when it first, 2016 is when it first dropped. And it was, I know it's made by um, Ko, Koharo Gotage. And um, the series got to come by like weekly Shoujin Jump. And um, when did you find Demon Slayer? I, I found Demon Slayer once I found out that they were developing an anime that, and the studio that was going to be working on it was Ufo or Ufo Table. I never know how to say it, but they are. God, yeah man but they are the same animation studio that animates all of the fate stay and the fate stay night series all of that stuff so i mm-hmm. i knew going into it that like not only is this going to be a really dope seasonal anime because i started watching in 2019 uh demon slayer but i knew yeah. that the art was going to be top-notch state of the art so i started watching demon slayer in 2019 Finished up season one, started reading the manga. I've read the manga completion now. No way. Yeah. <laughs> I've stopped at season one because I'm like, I was waiting for it to come out, obviously, this year. So I thought, you know what, I can wait. And then obviously COVID hit and that's, that's kind of put a spin on it. I don't think it's coming out until October 2021 now. I I believe, and, and we may have to fact check this, but I believe movie... Mm-hmm which looks to be canon. I don't want to give any spoilers, but the movie looks like it's canon and it's going to cover the train arc. That's yeah. That's set to drop this October. When we're getting the second season, though, officially, I don't know. Oh, yeah, sorry, the movie. That's what I meant. Um, I also saw on the beginning of the trailer that, that it was by Antiplex or something like that. Mm-hmm. And... I got slightly worried because I just finished watching Seven Deadly Sins season three and they were took over by Antiplex and I wasn't happy with the visuals. Mm. So I, I got a little bit worried. So I'm hoping that th- I don't think they can mess this one up because this is such a dope show, but cause cause was concerned. <laughs> no, no, you're, you're absolutely right. And I think you put it very politely when you say cause for concern. Seven, <laughs> that latest season of Seven Deadly Sins was... um was um a fuster cluck to say the least um <laughs> and you know that's no disrespect to anybody that works on it you know what i mean but you know you can want anybody with two eyes and in, in a in any type of vision can see that there's a, a severe dip in quality from last mm-hmm. to this season so I, I really hope that they fix that and they get it together before they bring it over to netflix <laughs> Yeah, well, I think the next season on Netflix, season four, is supposed to be out, I think, the end of this this week or next week. But, yeah, I hope they really do bring it back. Like, I only watched it because I support the first season, the first act so much, and the backstories, 
they're, they're backstory heavy mm. in the third season. So I thought I've got to watch it or else I'm just I'm just missing out. Basically, I could read oh, it, yeah. but I, I like to watch. I like I like the dubs. <laughs> no, nah, I'm with you, man. I'm with you right now. Same page, same book, same chapter. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you see straight away. Um, you see straight away in Demon Slayer. Um, Tan Tanjiro, he goes down to he goes down to get some coal or something for his for his family, and mm-hmm. then he comes back, and the whole family is like spoiler alert: the whole family is slaves. Like, yeah. And straight off the bat, like obviously his sister is in in and out of like life and death. Well, he so thinks that until obviously he meets some um, Ginyu, and the fighting and the action just starts off just straight off the bat, which is what I love in this anime. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think. And, um, oh, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. No, go for it, bro. No, I think I think that the first episode really frames the series, um, as far as what it is that you're gonna get. You know, they really get right to the shits. You know, like like you said, he dips down the mountain, comes back. His family's been slaughtered. His sister turns into a demon. And here's the thing: I don't. I'm comfortable having that conversation about episode one because it's only episode one. We're not giving away spoilers, but it's like, fam, also on top of that, like if you're listening to this, Demon Slayer has been out for like a year plus and change. So So you should, you should know. (laughs) Like how you've been able to dodge spoilers for this long. I don't know, but this is a series (laughs) that they really need to start watching, but just how the, the pacing of the story you know, and there's a training arc in there. The training arc, I really loved it because it wasn't, it didn't feel drawn out. It lasted maybe three or four episodes. Mm-hmm. Boom, you know, we're into the next arc. So I really like the pacing at which they tell the story. Uh, Definitely, I love the pace of it. And I re- the training arc reminds me something like, and it's in all anime, you obviously you always see like a little bit of training. But it, this one reminded me a little bit of like thirty six chambers, like kind of had like that little Shaolin feel with the breathing and the internalizing the strength and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. It also gave me like really weird, like JoJo's Bizarre Adventure vibes. I know I haven't w- finished watching all of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, but like the almond breathing breathing technique, I was like, yo, this is like really similar. But once you get into the series, you're like, oh, okay, this is something wildly different wildly different for, for real for real there's nothing that caught out that jumped out to me as well is the masks i like the mask that they use and obviously they've used masks for a lot of anime like tokyo ghoul and bleach but this is also a very traditional looking masks and um i wear masks as an artist myself as well so that's something that i feel anime definitely inspired me in that sense like yeah, I, I, I low-key feel like the anime should inspire everyone to wear masks, given the current state of the world. But uh, I'm here in America, and they're, they're, not, they're not feeling it, man. No, nah, not at all. I was just watching the news a minute ago, so yeah. <laughs> Trump, Trump is on a, on a different regime at the moment, but I, I think that's a whole different podcast. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're going to... We're gonna pivot, get right back to Demon Slayer. Yeah. <laughs> I could definitely see that 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 one could go on for for long. Like especially the UK, we're in the same type of in the same type of situation. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I like yeah. I was saying about the um, the art period, like the period of the art as well. I was just doing some research before because I reckon you know the waves that come out of his sword. 
Yes. I was trying to see like what um what period of, of time when Japan was using that because it's so traditional. And I uh, uh, found um it was like the Endo period, but I weren't a hundred percent until like maybe episode three or four where um they're going for the trial and there's that demon with loads of arms. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he asked, like, what period am I in now? And it was like, ah, oh, it, it, you've, um, you've made me miss, like, the whole endo period or whatever. Like, he's been, like, trapped, like, 47 years. And I was like, yeah, I nailed that shit. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Wiki. Thank you, Wikipedia, for that one. Like, <laughs> Yo, that's... The fact that you were able to pinpoint, like, the design and recognize, like, what period it came out of, like, that is high artist IQ, man. <laughs> how dope that dog because i was on my podcast i'm like oh yeah traditional watercolor japanese i'm like (laughs) (laughs) i had a hard time figuring it out so kudos to you my friend kudos to you thank you thank you i appreciate that a lot like when um that is one thing like lyricality is definitely something that i love so much where it has helped me probably become like quite a good researcher when it comes to looking for stuff because you know how words are like you see a, you see a word and a work and open up a whole topic mm-hmm. absolutely mm-hmm. but i really think that when based off of what i know and again i'm not going to give any spoilers i don't want to come on here and be a manga elitist and, and come yeah. on, but i will say that the train arc is is going to be one of the more memorable arcs in the series. Mm-hmm. Um, the series has a lot of peaks. It has a lot of highs. It has a lot of lows. But the train arc, I'm telling you, man, like this one is going to take people by storm. And I'm hoping I'm hoping they make it canon and they just pick up the series kind of like right after the train. Yeah. So we can keep it moving. But then that's when it gets into that's when it kind of goes to another level. And you know who is I want to see, and I'm hoping that he he shows more of himself during the train arc. Is um uh, I can't remember his name. He's the pervert one last. We're trying to marry um. He's got the he uses the electric. Oh, Thunder Pussy. Um, Zenetsu. <laughs> Zenetsu. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to see him definitely develop as a character because. In the first season, I swear, like, he gave me, like, the biggest jokes. Like, just his whole character of being scared and then passing out. And he's got the little bird and the devil got, the devil got like, the crow. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. He was, and I'm, I'm going to speak solely from an anime perspective at this point. Mm-hmm. I, I can't stand him as a character. Season one, it was just like he had... In season one, I think he had one, maybe two moments, and I didn't feel like the trade-off warranted him being such a, a, a whiny bitch all the time. It's like <laughs> it was like it was like on top of you, like at least know like five hundred moves. You only know one move, and you want fam pick a struggle, man. But <laughs> I, I think I'm in a minority with that because people are like, oh, no, nah, man, you know, he, he knows one move. He came through when we needed him to come through. I'm like, but, but did he, though? <laughs> like, he did well. Did he, you could ask him and not even he would know. Like, <laughs> <man>, exactly. So <laughs> he's he's not one of my favorite characters in, in season one. I do like Inosuke. I do. Inosuke is fun. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, he's fun for a variety of reasons, man. When he showed up with the uh, with the pig head on, and, <laughs> and then they pulled they pulled the mask off, and they was like, "Yo, man, you're like you're like real pretty, bro. Like, what's this?" <laughs> It's just wild, man. It's it's a good. He's a good character because it's like watching him process information based off of his backstory. It's justifiable because he was raised by Boar, so he really exactly. does. That. So I'm like, I get it. I get it. I mean, I was watching. You know, I even noted just before this um, that fist fight that he has with Dejiro mm-hmm. when it, when when he punches him in the ribs and breaks his ribs and he starts fighting. Like that fight. It's, that fighting scene is is. Is dope. That's like the hand-to-hand combat, the speed, the way he was doing like I don't even know, like some Scorpion style, like Hurricane type moves and that. It was, it was mm-hmm. dope. Yeah, man. I'm telling you, Ufotable, the way they animate this series, like I know people were upset at it getting like best animation of the decade or something like that, but I'm like, yeah. you know, not that I agree with it getting best animation of the decade, but I'm not too upset with the decision just based off of like the moments that are like animated or animated like really really good like down to the choreography like you said like it's nuts definitely and i I think because it got awarded it's kind of it's kind of unfair maybe because it's not that long of an arc like for instance a lot of arcs go on for a few seasons so for it to only have like 24 episodes and then win (laughs) It was it was definitely but then it didn't have no fillers. I noticed it didn't really have a lot of fillers, so therefore that's probably why it was so sure. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the one thing that I loved. Like, and I also like the I also like the manga wrapping up like while production for the anime is still going on. Because when a manga is still in production, sometimes the anime catches up and then we get a whole bunch of like Naruto fillers or bleach fillers. You know what I mean? Just yeah. like seasons of filler but with this it was like even with me reading through the manga and reading through the anime i i can assure you man they stuck straight to the source material they got to the shits in a quick fast and quick fast and in a hurry literally it gave them even even they kind of make a joke out of it where he finishes his first fight and then the crow comes like onto the next one he finishes that one the crow's like onto the next one before he can rest like even he was like yo come on like <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh man, it's it's raw. I, I you know I like Tanjo as a protagonist. Um, he's not, you know, do the talk no jutsu thing that Naruto does so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, while while I don't necessarily agree with him displaying empathy towards demons, I, I get his perspective. But the thing that I love about him is when push comes to shove, like. He, he don't really be for the fuck shit. He really don't, and I apologize if I can't cuss on here, but he yeah, really nice don't. Okay. He really gets down to business. Like you can't, he, he's not going to get beat up half the episode and try and talk you through mm-hmm. being his, like once he realized the scrap, he's going to get to it. So what do you think about, um, and I already noticed this today as well. Is it Muzan Kizamuki, the demon, basically like the, the main demon. He he be out there looking mm-hmm. like he be out there looking like Michael Jackson. I like. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 man. He, he straight up looking like smooth criminal. Um, <laughs> you can you can tell that the character design heavily from Michael Jackson. Like why that is, I I don't know. <laughs> um, 
but he reminds me a lot of Naraku in the sense that, you know, Naraku from Inuyasha, where, you know, he's kind of like this head demon in charge of everything. And as soon as shit hits the fan, he kind of like dips out and pieces out a little bit. So, I mean, he's a solid protect. He's a solid villain. I, I think definitely. he's. Yeah. He's he's well written. He's well written. Um, I don't want to say too much more than that because I don't want to dip into manga spoiler territory. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm hoping in the movie are they gonna show more of um the twelve demon moons? Like just a little, just a little hint on that. <laughs> well, um, concluding season one, we already know the one's gonna be in there. Mm-hmm. He's because I believe they show him on the train. Yeah. Um, without giving spoilers away, you're going to become very acquainted with the Demon Moons in the seasons to come. Dope. Dope, dope, mm-hmm. dope. Yeah, they, they, yeah, they are, um, <sighs> okay, <laughs> okay, Dude, I don't, because I think we see only one of them or two of them in season one, the one that beats mm-hmm. the chest, the one that beats the bongos. When they turn in the yeah. room and that, he's one of them. Mm-hmm. And um, I think, see, I, because I haven't watched, I literally got to like episode 16 today. I was binging heavily today. I missed like the last, what, maybe I'm halfway, I guess, just over halfway. So all I remember is the spider guys, but I can't remember if they're a part of the 12 moons. Um, I, I believe he was, and I believe the two kids might have been the lower moons, it, the lower moons, because they have them, they have them broken up. Oh, shit. Well, fuck it. Um, no, because they, <laughs> they talk about that at the end of season one. He has them six lower moons and there's six upper moons. Yeah. And uh, I think he I think the the lower moons are the ones that we've seen this season. We haven't seen any higher moons yet, um, but just know when the higher moons pop out, they, they're not coming to play. Yeah, like, they, that's belief. <laughs> I oh, believe man. that. I believe that. Because we also, we also see at the end of season one, the the other demon corpse, like the, the demon corporation, and like you got the snake guy, and you got obviously that butterfly, the butterfly girl, like... <laughs> Is mm-hmm. so I'm pretty sure when when they all clash together, it's gonna be it's gonna be mad. Yeah, the the pillars I believe they're called the the Hashiras. I, I believe I might I might have the name super wrong, and I know somebody's at home screaming like yeah. you wrong. But um, nah, the pillars, man, they are they're beasts, man, in and of their own rights. They are like the top the top demon slayers in the demon core, mm-hmm. and have the ability and the potential to take on like those upper moons and those lower moons which is why when you see uh, Ginyu uh, show up to save Tanjiro from that spider he took yeah. it he so effortless yeah so those those cats is nice man I mean there was one point I was thinking that that he was um that he was um the, the, the Tanjiro's he was his um little his older brother at one point, I was thinking, is that are they related? Because they kind of look familiar, they look similar, and that. And obviously, he protected him, but I don't think there's no relation. 
Yeah, I, I, I will clear that up for you. Um, they are not related. Mm-hmm. Um, but they did have the same master, though. So, I mean, I mean, I guess that would make them brothers in a sense. But like growing up <laughs> family, same yeah. bloodline, they're not ancestors or descendants of one another. So more like um, brothers, brothers in arms more than anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But yo, um, yeah, I've been, I'm hitting that. It, you know what? This conversation has gone so fast. I've been thinking about the conversation all day, and now that it's started, it's like it's almost over. It's already been like half hour. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, yeah, man. so yo, I just want to give you like the most biggest thanks, like for coming through, on and supporting like cool concept and myself personally. And I hope we get to talk like more and later on about more anime and more and especially hip-hop because we didn't even really we ain't even skipping the surface on hip-hop i don't even know who like your top five is and stuff like that which is something i'm gonna be like stoked to hear so um yeah we definitely have to catch up at a later date no doubt man but it's been real man it's been real thank you for having me on shout outs to cool concept shout outs to jay shout outs to michael um for those of you guys who are listening who don't know who i am i go by the name of d-town aka hip-hop and anime vibes AKA Pusha T Chala, AKA Eric Trillmonger. Um, oh, shit. oh shit, AKA the Black All Might, AKA On Site. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Yo, I love, I love all of that. Like, I'm, I'm gonna be listening to this one. I'm probably gonna be the one with the most, like, playing this back the most. You know, this is like. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you, brother. I hear you, man. Yo, D Town, you've been great. Anime hip uh, hip hop and anime vibes. Peace, peace out. Take it easy, y'all. Have One, day, bro. Yep, yep. So that was D Town from Hip Hop and Anime Vibes. I think he gave a great interview. I must say, like hands down, especially still coming into podcasting and stuff like that. It's great to see people that are active in it and learn and gain experience from it i think it's clear to say that we love demon slayer you know i mean Uh, me especially even though i've watched i think i'm on like my third spin of watching the season and um yeah i just i just love the the traditionality of it uh just like even the humor that comes with it and I just think it's, it's such a dope, it's such, such, such dopeness all contained in such a small amount of time. And I can't wait for the movie to come out, which I still need to fact check. I'm seeing October 2020 or I'm seeing 2021. So later on, maybe in comments or something like that, we can update and keep you informed. Next week, we've got Nerds and Hip Hop. Not sure what anime we're going to talk about and cover yet because we only just started speaking. But I look hella forward to seeing you back. This is a cool concept podcast. I go by the name of Haku, a.k.a. Mass Man the Mutant. We saw how them AKAs went down tonight as well. Well, you know, like, I'm going to have to change my master from AKA to hashtags because D-Town stomped all over that. And then he... <laughs> but yeah, until next time. This is a cool concept podcast. Black anime, blood life. Peace out.